Hello everyone, welcome to Three Camp Radio and today we have the illustrious Lucy Openshaw with us. How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I must say I'm still, I am still getting used to you wearing the glasses. <laughs> no, I went to the opticians the other day and honestly it was the best part of like my social life I've had in months <laughs> and um, I got to try on all the different glasses and I was loving it. <laughs> Oh, that that's that's this pandemic in a nutshell, isn't it? It's sad, isn't it? It's really <laughs> sad. The best part of your social life. <laughs> that's brilliant. That is oh, that's incredible. You gotta be joining. You gotta be nipping down there every week now, asking how they're doing. Any excuse to get a new pair of glasses now? <laughs> yeah. So exactly. <laughs> dear me. Um, so, I'd say last year, just over last year now, third um, of November two thousand nineteen, you hosted. Mm. Well, you're one and only. I'd say you're first. You're one and only, but amazing uh, wrestling show fight, the good fight. I unfortunately, I, I I really wish I could, but unfortunately, couldn't make it. Um, or from what I've seen, it was amazing. How? What was the build up because I can imagine there was a lot that went through like there's a lot that goes into starting and running a show how did it feel throughout the entire show just everything was just incredible um I had so much help from people like people were so willing to help and get on board with such a good cause and things like that so I had you know so much help from um the guys at Future Shock um Sam Bailey really helped me out um and like on the day he was literally my right hand man I was literally turning to him just going Sam what do I do and he was like I'll sort it I'll sort it and he you know he was he was brilliant like everyone couldn't do enough like everyone was just getting on board and at at one point it was like it it just it was just brilliant it's just everyone working together for you know, the right cause and to put on an amazing show and to raise as much money for charity as we could. And I, it was just, it was still to this day, one of my best days ever. It was just brilliant. I can imagine. I mean, I mean do I can think of worse uh, right-hand men to have than Sam Bader. He is a class act, isn't he? Like some, like he's, he's a good guy yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really he's a good guy in, in you know what he does in wrestling um, and he's always there for advice and things like that so to have him helping me you know I'd have been I'd have been a bit lost without him uh, on the day um, Jim Bailey as well he really helped he was keeping everyone on time and things like that he was like I- I'll do like your time keeping and stuff and I was like <laughs> oh that's good because I'm not very good at that Um but yeah, honestly, that just every person who was involved in that show, like whether they were on the show or backstage or doing cameras or doing, you know, it, it wouldn't have worked if everyone didn't like chip in and help. And it was just, it was just brilliant. It was just a really good feel good day. Imagine it's honestly such an incredible cause, such an amazing cause. And you, you even got, like national press with BBC and everything. Like it was huge, genuinely massive. That must have been weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. yeah. 
wrestling doesn't usually get that kind of yeah pe- i went on um no no i mean i had um bbc uh manchester and lad bible um and of course bolton fm um you know contacted me to to do you know bits about it and and all that press really helped you know with you know promoting the day and things like that it was just yeah it was brilliant that was just just before i started i started on about february at bolton fm for those of you who don't know Miss Lucy Openshaw out here is the person that helped me get in to Bolton FM. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8. <laughs> you can't out with the cheap plugs. You can't out with the cheap plugs. So don't make fun And that, of course, is how I know Jim Bailey, the man who can mm. talk for England. You do mm. not need yeah. to prompt him to, get, to start a conversation to tell you that one. No, no. <laughs> oh, bless him. He's been my best friend since I was 16. Oh, so we go back a long time. Absolute great guy. Great guy. One person I hope to have on. I've actually spoken to him about it. But the thing is, I, would, I wouldn't know what oh, to ask you because we talk it. about everything. Like after both yeah, of yeah. them. I just let him. Don't, well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Because after Wednesday Club, we go. He waits for the bus. I wait for my train, and we just talk about anything, mostly wrestling. But we talk about anything. So yeah. I'm finding it difficult to find things we haven't talked about, so I can get something out of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but it's it's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, it's fifteen years I've known the guy, and we still don't have a silence. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that's the difficult part. Actually, having a silence yeah. with the guy. Shutting him up, yeah. <laughs> One thing we did talk about, though, sticking with the wrestling theme, is I remember having a conversation with him, and I'd love to have your take on it. How on bloody earth did it come about for you to get put through a table? It was all to do with the Friendship Olympics at This Is Wrestling <laughs> and I was trying to make two tag teams be friends and <laughs> I thought you know what I can, we'll have some nice games we'll have a we'll have a nice little a friendly sort of competition and then it all very very abruptly took a turn and I ended up being in the middle of it and Dan Evans decided that he'd had enough and him and uh, Scott Oberman put me through a table. Ouch, I'm going to guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It hurt. <laughs> yeah. Am I correct in thinking you may have got a concussion after it? Maybe. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever trained basic. I've done basic. Uh, wrestling training yeah um and so i can bump I, I can take very very basic moves but yeah <laughs> being powered on for a table off the top rope wasn't in my training um but they were everyone was brilliant with me and taught me how to take it and everything like that and you know but yeah uh it it 
it, it really wasn't my best decision, but I don't regret it in the slightest because it made me realize how hard and how how much things do hurt in the ring. Like I don't oh. think people don't realize how you know much of a beating people's bodies actually take to do these moves to entertain. Um, so I, I, I can completely respect everyone who does wrestling because I know how much it bloody hurts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not even a wrestler. I'm a fan, avid fan. I'm currently, um, doing, actually doing a decent job in getting my girlfriend into wrestling at the moment. So I'm yeah. doing well there. Doing, I, I think I'm doing a decent job. She's one, she's currently going to watch when she gets home from work Undertaker versus Kane at Mania in the Attitude Era so I'm happy with that so um, nice you'll have to get to the live show because that's, that's what got me oh that's the plan that's the plan but yeah when you get people see I'm as I say I'm just a fan so it must annoy wrestlers even more but when you get people go oh it's fake it's this it's only that it doesn't hurt you know it's the people who say it doesn't hurt. Do you mind if I slap you across the face? Will that hurt? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, take a standing back bump. I've never taken one, well, but I can imagine it kills. It is one of them as well. Like people say it's fake, but it it's the emotion that comes along with it. You can't fake emotion like that. And the emotion that I felt at specific shows and things like that—that that, that's real. Like you yeah. can't. That's not fake. It, it's, you know, it's. It's a more. Yes, it's scripted, but it's not. It's very difficult to explain, but it's. It's it's a bit like panto. Know, it is what it is. It's a bit like pantomime. Yeah, like, it's, it's theatre. Like it's theatre. It's theatre and spandex, is what I usually yeah. say anyway. It's theatre and spandex. Like, yeah. Do you, the, the rest is in the ring, no matter how many are in the ring, say it's a singles match, for example, they can do all the wrestling moves and flips and tricks, but the goal is to get the fans along on the, on the ride. And one match comes to mind. Mm. One match comes to mind, and I remember you crying. I remember Taylor Richards crying. It's when the Young Guns won the tag team titles from the Grizzled Young Veterans. And I made a point to go up to Chris Brooker and say just how amazing of a job he did on that show. Now, I, I believe... Yeah. I believe credit... I believe I've, I've been brought up to say credit is given where it's due. And I make a point mm. all the time because that could make someone's day. I always make a point all the time to go obviously that was incredible. I, I, words fail me yeah. to express just how much I love wrestling. And it does hurt. I've yeah. never, I've never trained. I've got, I wanted to, but, um, and well, funny enough, a concussion with epilepsy kind of woke me up a little bit and went, mm, maybe not. <laughs> that, took a bad yeah. turn with that one. Yeah. So I thought, maybe not, but I don't need to take a bump. I don't need to train to know it hurts. I just need to watch it and have common sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you go yeah, off the top bump and land on the mat, you're not, you're not just going to get up absolutely fine. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It does take it. It's, it's a knock. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a story. It's the same, like, when you're reading the book and you get taken on that emotional journey. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you get invested in the characters. Like like that that specific match that you mentioned then about the young guns and the groups and veterans, that I was in bits at that. That was such an incredible match. And the story that's been along with it, like, you know, you know that Ethan and Luke have been trained by Zach and uh, James Drake. So it, it's, it's a story that's been built up. And just the pride of seeing the young guns do that and and knowing how much it means to them. And I, I was stood with Janet Allen having a right good tear. We were, <laughs> we were having a right good hug. And it, it oh, was just such amazing. a lovely moment. Oh, she is. She's, she's, she's truly she's amazing. Dead. She reminds me of what my mum would be like if I was a wrestler. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, my mum would be there Definitely. every single week. She'd probably dive into the ring to protect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. nowhere. She probably would. <laughs> I remember watching at um, at Tetsujin. I was with when it was Ethan against Luke at Tetsujin, and I remember uh, Janet saying to me she, she just didn't want to watch it because it was like her two sons battling together, and and they knew that they were going to hurt each other. Yeah. And she was like, I can't watch, and I was like, I, I know exactly what you mean because. You know they are they are they are a lot younger than me. I'm I'm like 31 and they're like what 19. Young young like young 20 sort of things. Yeah, you do sort of you you do you sort of form that sort of um you want to look after them and make sure they're all right. Yeah. And then when them two are fighting against each other, it's like ah oh, I can't cope. <laughs> I'd I'd fear for Ethan more than anything because Luke hates hard. Oh, I know. Oh. Seeing him against Dan Maloney was just, oh. <laughs> the, oh last, um, yeah. the last show that was on, the last Future Shock show, I believe it was in September, doubleheader, and it was the Young Guns versus JJ Webb and Sonny Durson in the main, main event. And, oh, the chops he gave JJ were brutal. And oh. we were front row as per... Like we were like it was at our end so we were here and they were just there not it's not they were in the ring but like we were as close as possibly yeah possibly could be and you it reverberated through the entire almost an arena then the entire room yeah oh my it you feel i know we're supposed to hate jj but yeah i felt for jj <laughs> With those chops, I felt for JJ. They were yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it's a good chop when you feel for the for the heel. <laughs> JJ's gone from being such a plucky underdog to being the top heel in the business. Oh, he's brilliant. Really? Yeah. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I think I, him and Alexis Falcon work well together in ring as well. Uh, because they're both very gobby in ring, and it just it just works. The past year, Falcon, I'd say Falcon and Holly have both been phenomenal. That feud was incredible, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah, I'd say feud of the year personally for me, anyway. But of course, that's um, subjective. But well, that's wrestling. Absolutely, they've got. 
I think this this year, providing you know we're not all still grounded, mm. they're going to come on so far, and they're just going to they're going to they're going to take over. Like they're just they're, they're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And when I don't know if this is the case, but I'm from I'm just saying for what's on screen. Um, when you've got a veteran that Lana Ross going to learn from, you're going to succeed because she's a class act veteran. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And I think I, the, I think the Northwest have got some really good veterans for, for new wrestlers to learn from. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't go wrong with, with having, you know, these wrestlers as your teachers at the end of the day. Yeah, because I, I imagine how it is, is they soak in and learn as much as they can from anybody on the road, in the ring, backstage. I imagine yeah. that's how it is. They just soak as much information as they can. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done, um, like, I've done, like, where I've been driving and I've had, like, say, Ethan and uh, John Nelson in the car. And what they do is they just watch other matches in the car and talk wrestling 24-7 and just how they can improve. And it's just non-stop. It's like their passion is there and, they're, they're, you know, that that's what makes it. You've got the passion in something, then, you know, it... it yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, spoke to Ethan... He's the first person I did a podcast with, and mm-hmm. I asked him, "Is there ever a time where you just before a show? Is there ever a time where you just like, ah, I don't know, like you know, he's tired, this, that?" But he said, "No, because if I ever, because yeah. he's going out to entertain the fans, and he says it's ever a time where I feel like that I shouldn't be the man for the job." And you That's just, it. I, I think the shows where. They've, they've, you know, uh, performed in front of like like a progress show where they've had hundreds and hundreds of people. But then at the same time, they'll perform in the exact same manner as if there's 20 people in the room. Yeah. And that, that is a true performer for me. Like if you oh, can yeah. put on the same amount of passion and the same, um, you know, effort that you put in to whether it's a thousand people in the room or 10 people in the room, that is... That you know that that shows something to me. Same here, exactly the same here. So what I because I've been to one progress show and it was to see Tony Storm, and mm-hmm. the one progress show I went to, Genie won the title off Tony Storm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was sad, but um, I got to meet her. So yeah, I, it was one of the happiest moments going. Well, I'm more. I like the close-knit feeling of Future Shock more. There's less people, but it feels more like a family. It is. It does feel like a family. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that completely. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's there looking out for each other. Yeah. So I got my mum into, uh, because our our first show was the show in 2017 when Pete Dunne, came in to um, challenge for the adrenaline title. And that's back in 2017. Right. And uh, I, I, my mum, because so I dragged her there to see Pete Dunne, but I also, I'd already heard of Future Shock, so I wanted to see Future Shock as well. So after the show, uh, my mum just walks off. I'm like, where are you going? Getting my tickets. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah. That one show got yeah. her hooked. Yeah. It, so, it's so different. It's so difficult to explain the feeling of watching an indie show live. Or I completely agree. It's different to watching Doo Wee in a massive arena. But when you go and watch something like Future Shock, like um, Fighting Spirit, you feel yeah. close-knit like a family. And it, it, it's a feeling that you can't explain unless you're there. Yeah. That you need to experience it yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely. Like, I took my mum and dad to a couple of shows and they came to fight the good fight and stuff. And they, they've loved it. Like, you know, they, they sort of pulled their faces like I'm wrestling and then they they get there and they're loving it and they're into it and they're shouting and they're, you know, it, it is, it's a very, it's a, it's a nice, um, it's a nice escape from reality. 100%. 100%. So it was, I, if there's one or two shows, maybe a month or something like that, one show a month, three shows a month, I, always always want to go because it's that one thing you can do to get away from everything else just for an hour yeah. or two and it's beautiful i i think it's brilliant yeah. i i think a lot of people who don't watch it to see the violence and to see two people beating on each other and don't see the bigger picture until so there and then they just yeah they see what it's all about and then you see people because just there's something for everyone if yeah. you're a wrestling fan, there is something for everyone. You, if you want hard kicks, you watch Luke and Chris Ridgeway. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ridgeway, one of my favourites of all time. Um, yeah. If you want humour, DDL, Big Joe, Sugar Dunkerton, three of the most hilarious wrestlers going. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, if you, there's just some, there is something for everyone. And that's, that's one thing that I... I it's just yeah yeah i could go all day <laughs> just talking it's phenomenal it truly is brilliant. Yeah. it's great and and yeah. you are 100 percent correct it is an escape from reality and i think when it is to come back that's what a lot of people will need right right now yeah definitely definitely yeah so, am i correct in so am i am i correct in saying you started off as a um backstage interviewer and then transitioned into um an announcer so, yeah what happened was, was i went to um uh so first of all i start I, I went to tnt and i sort of shadowed um leanne marie when she was um interviewing and things like that um and then i spoke to um drill um and oh, yeah. he was like oh come along to this is wrestling and and see if we can you know we could probably get you to do some interviews and stuff. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, cool. Jenny's obviously bring a dancer there. Yeah. So I went along and when it was the uh, women's match, Jimmy was like, do you fancy introducing this match and giving ring announcing a go? And I was like, oh my God, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm, like. I mean, okay, go on then. Why not? Um, and that's how it started. Um, yeah, and then and then that, that that was it really. And then different companies like I started reaching out to them and they started reaching out to me and then yeah, I've done it for a few different companies now. Yeah, Jimmy always goes, oh, Well she doesn't say anything now, she gets my book as an idea. 
<laughs> how is it? How? Because um, it's something I'm interested in. Uh, do you, do you have to memorize? Uh, what's the protocol? Do you have to memorize each thing as it goes? So I have a a really really bad memory. Um, oh, so like, do I. I. Like I, I genuinely. I believe it's side effects from some of my medication I'm on because I never used to be this bad. Um, and I really, really struggle remembering things. So I do write down absolutely everything. Um, oh. Some people's I can remember off the top of my head now because I've done it a few times. Um, but others, you know, I, I always have to have the cards in front of me because otherwise if I start stumbling and get it wrong, which I've done a few times because, you know, yeah. We're human. To, yeah, to where is human? Uh, it's natural. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I, I have to write down everything just, just in case. And to be fair, I usually use it because I don't want to get anything wrong. But mm. at the same time, I'd rather just be prepared. Makes sense. Does make sense. I, I can imagine it being scary to start but start off with because i remember has gone back i haven't been in front of me now just doing anything since high school i didn't take drama for that reason <laughs> <laughs> but in the early days when we did drama i remember being like you do little little things you go in front of me now just on the side yeah i'm all right i'm all right so you could go out there and say yeah gone gone it's, everything it's done when I, when I've when I've been in the band and stuff and I've had to remember songs, I've I've had to write down things because I just cannot remember them at all. So even at show, like when when we've done gigs before, I've literally had my notebook on my amp because I I, I just forget it. It just goes completely goes out yeah. of my head. Um, but yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Miss Lucy Openshaw here was. I believe it is was, yeah. Was part yeah, of I, yesteryears as a bass guitarist. Yes, yeah. Um, so obviously with with Rona and stuff, nothing banned has happened in a long time. Um, but I'm moving away very shortly, so I, I can't continue with the band, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very sad because uh, I really enjoyed it and I loved the music that we made and it was it was brilliant, but I just... I can't do like a two-hour commute to band practice every week sort of thing. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It yeah. is sad though because in that case, in that ilk, I am very happy to have seen you live when I did because I, yeah. I, that's brilliant. The last few, you were one of the last, the second to last gig I went to before this all kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. You, I another story. Beginning of November, beginning of uh, March last year. Mm. It was using Nova Story back to back. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. And the literal, the literal last. I, I always forget which way they were, but I think the literally the last show I went to was the last band, physical band I watched live was a band called Sister Shotgun, and they were right. one after Nova Story. Right. Um. They're brilliant, but I, I used, to, I used to work with Chris Horrocks, the bass guitarist of Nova Story. Yeah, S selling pies in DW Stadium. Brilliant. 
so to transition from that so we're pie buddies now so transition from that to to watching him live is phenomenal that's brilliant what was it like performing in front of people because well clearly you do enjoy being in front of a crowd with the job that you've got announcing and taking bump taking the odd bump here or there not how painful so how was it it was it was, it was nerve-wracking um i i enjoy it but it, it's also very nerve-wracking because yeah. I, a few years ago i had a panic attack on stage with my old oh, band really? and that really threw me and I, I didn't i didn't play a gig for a long 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 time oh, um okay. uh, and it was only it, it, jimmy sort of made me he sort of bigged me up to get me back on stage to do like a last show sort of thing and like a couple of a couple of songs here and there. Um so it was it was quite it was quite scary at first, but then as soon as that first note hits, it's like boom, it's gone. It's like I'm just playing like with my friends here and we're we're just having a good time and you know, you kind of forget you forget all your troubles sort of thing. Yeah, like the anxiety and the nerves and all that. It it's horrible until you actually get into it and you're like, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, it's the same with a lot of things like, say, me today, <laughs> for example. That I know yeah, I was talking yeah. to you, but it's in a different context. So I was a bit nervous, but see, we're good. We're it, good. It, it, it happens. Good. It happens. Of course. Anxiety and nerves are completely normal. Yeah. Once you get into it, I can imagine it being fantastic. Oh, so it's was, so much fun. I was yeah. talking I remember talking to Chris after his show and he um he said it's intense when you know when on on stage because you need to remember like how you look, you need to look at where you are in case you don't bump into anything, you need to remember where, yeah. what notes you are and it's like so like a billion things running through your head. And it can be difficult to actually enjoy the experience because of all the different things going on. That's just one yeah, of that to you. Yeah, like I've struggled with if I've ever had to do backing vocals because playing and singing at the same time, my mind goes like, mm. <laughs> I just can't, I, I literally just can't do it. And then I've got pedals as well for like, like, you know, bass distortion and things like that. And, to think about pedals and singing and playing and not bumping into someone <laughs> it, 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 really it, it yeah I can't even fathom playing one note on a guitar never mind doing any of that <laughs> I've tried I failed but I tried <laughs> my brother's the guitar player I'm not musically artistic I'm not artistic in any way shape or form anyway so it's, it's my brother. So when I told him about, so shortly before this, I was talking to him, and I told him about you being in the band and all that, he went, oh, that's great. Talk about that. Yeah, that's sick. So he took yeah. it into interest straight away. Yeah. So like, cool. it's, again, something else. Like gigs, band, uh, concerts, they're another escape as well. Yeah. There's yeah, something else that like, just takes you away from reality. So yeah. it's yeah. again like so many the art the arts are suffering a lot from the current yeah. pandemic and it's something 
like we've done what we can buying merch and things like that. We've got a lot of no story merch. It's not a whole lot you can do, but great fans they try and do as much as they can to try and help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. other um other is there any are there any wrestlers or anyone you'd like to interview or announce for in the future? Pete Dunn's still up there as one of Pete my favourites to work alongside because he's just brilliant. Like he's he's got an amazing work ethic. He's got he's so talented, he's so respectful. Yeah. You know, he's he's just an all round good egg. And um, I'd like to work with Pete Dunn at some point. Um, I've interviewed him once with um, For the Love of Wrestling um, at the convention and when he was um, the surprise entrance at the Rumble. Um, and it was like very early on into my, my working. And I, it was really funny because he was just like, I don't know, he, he was just, he was, his, he was his character. So he was just very blunt and it was funny but I, I just think he's he's one of the best wrestlers in the world yeah I couldn't agree more Jeremy you just said pretty much couldn't agree more one, one, th- one thing I find very strange right so when you watch Dodo Way that's an American product right mm-hmm. so you're used to hearing Americans you, you yeah. are, are so used to hearing Americans that when you hear Pete Dunne or Tyler Bay or Trent Seven, it feels foreign. It's, it's a British accent on there as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Strange. So you hear, especially Brummies as well. It, it's it's an out the outlandish. I'd say it's just so straightforward and blunt. Yeah. Like, I'm Pete Dunne. I hurt people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's hope he never hear never hears this uh, podcast. He never hears me <laughs> butchering English accent. But, um, it's just so matter of fact, blunt, and just straightforward that you'd say, "Yeah, it's it, it, the work he's doing at the moment is amazing. Oh, it's incredible, and the fact that the Grizzle Young Veterans are over there as well doing it uh, is, <sighs> you know, I'm absolutely loving NXT at the minute because it is it, it's people that we sort of seen grow yeah in a way um so like from from going watching pete at future shock with a few hundred people to then being you know a wwe you know nxt uk champion yeah exactly it's just it's insane yeah it is it's really really cool because you know that they've worked bloody hard for that Oh, yeah. And, you know, and they've had to, you know, pick up and move their lives over to Florida and things like that. And, you know, it's 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 a big deal. And it's just to see that they've worked so hard and they're actually getting there is just brilliant. And it couldn't have happened to 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 Pete and um Zach and James Drake. Like it couldn't have happened to three nicer guys if if I'm honest, because they just you know, they're 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 brilliant. Same about Nikki Cross as well. That's another one. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal yeah. talent. One thing that's one thing that I'm gutted at, like I didn't get into wrestling early enough to see her on the Indies. Yeah. I, yeah. 
but it's it's a small thing. But watching them on NXT, like, did you see New Year's Evil? Yes. <sighs> Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. show, top to bottom. Yeah. Brilliant. I I think the last one was standing match for me. I, I, I topped it. Yeah, yeah, watching, really, really. Just seeing Dakota Kai get locked up in a locker was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Like, but that was like spot of the night for me. She fit perfectly and it's tiny. Yeah. No, it NXT's taken over for me as, as being my favourite of um anything to watch at the minute, if I'm honest. Um it's it's really the only one that I really keep up with. Yeah, I, I try to keep up with Dorewe. Um, it was what the, when I stopped watching WWE weekly was when Becky got injured by Nia and Charlotte took her place at Survivor Series against Ronda right. Rousey. Because at that Survivor Series show, the only match that was keeping that one show interesting was Becky versus Ronda. Other than that, yeah, no one really cared. So I was just, I kind of. I fell off watching WWE weekly. I tried recently, fell off a bit again, but I do try yeah. to keep up. I try yeah. and keep up yeah. as much as I can. And I watch yeah. the pay-per-views, I watch the takeovers, and there's never a bad takeover. There is never no, a no. bad takeover. Like, yeah. An average takeover is still a great takeover. Yeah. Like, you just Even the like, Halloween Havoc... That they brought back um, New Year's Eve or Great American Bash, even these super shows that technically aren't pay per views, but they're like big up super shows, they're still phenomenal. Yeah. And the talent is brilliant. But hey, yeah. I think the one thing, I think the one um, few that at the moment that's keeping me interested in WWE is Randy Orton and Bliss and The Fiend. I think for me, I've not that, been keeping yeah. up with it, to be honest. Um, but I see stuff on Twitter all the time, but I've, I, personally, myself, I've not been keeping up with it. Fair enough. I, I, I pretty much just see it on Facebook and Twitter and things like that. I just see, yeah. like, you know, the, the highlight packages. That's about yeah. it. I don't go out my way to watch. But yeah. Are you looking forward to the Rumble? Yes. Yeah, looking forward to that. I always, I always enjoy the Rumble. Um, I think it's my favourite uh, pay-per-view, oh, to be fair. 100%. A bad yeah. rumble's a good rumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, bad is a great rumble. Uh, you can't rock a little rumble, and especially now with the women as well. Two rumbles for the price of one as well. It's just brilliant. Last year, I remember being in, um, so it was after Catch Pro did their first show. Um, in Manchester, and a load of us went out to um a pub. Oh, pubs! Remember pubs? <laughs> um, what are they again? I know, oh, yeah. To watch <laughs> the rumble, um, and so there was like um me and Tonga, Sam Bailey, um Oscar Byron, loads and loads of people. Was it Session not Fab Cafe? It, oh, no. Yes, it was. Yeah. Was it? Was Session Moff there? Yeah, yeah, Session Moff were there. I and didn't see her. Yeah, I was there. The, yeah, and the pop that Tony Storm got. <sighs> Huge. Huge. Yeah. One of the best talents, female, male, doesn't matter, 
when I see yeah, top talents, amazing, yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was after the rumble happened, wasn't it? So uh, the, I, I'd seen the rumble, but I knew that was going on. Yeah. I knew that the Fab, Fab Cafe was happening, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, but I won't say anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Because they will murder me. <laughs> I remember yeah. um, I remember Lana being there. I remember saying hello to Lana as well. Yeah, yeah, there was quite a few of us. It was it was really nice. It was fun because we introduced my brother to a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not a wrestling fan by any means. Like he'll listen to us talk about it, but he's like we we kind of were into it a little bit when we were younger, like he was. Yeah. But, I'm the mega fan. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, introducing him to the people that I like look up to and idolize is it was a, an odd experience to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great though. Like, it was a that was a great night. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got a couple of wrestling figures from the Tom Border as well. Oh, did you? Happy day. I got Stephanie McMahon and the Undertaker. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, my, my brother's um, started off a very unhealthy trend of me getting Funko Pops. Oh, really? It's, yeah, that's where it starts. It starts with a couple and then... The first two he got me were AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got two um, and mine are uh, Mark Hoppus and um, Travis Barker from Blink White too. Ooh, interesting. Very They're interesting. Got, yeah. You are a big Blink White too fan, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that on Twitter. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, I got my mum, um, Roberto Firmino. Um, right. Like, off in Liverpool. And I got yeah, Joe yeah. Baby Yoda. Nice. Massive Star Wars from my brother. So, yeah. BB Order, there you go, sorted. Um, um, so, if people didn't know, if they don't so follow Lucy on social media, you're, all, you're also a, not only do you do everything but wrestle, <laughs> um, and a bit of that too, you <laughs> used to be in a band, but you also dog walk as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I've got my own dog walking business, yeah. So hopefully going to be moving that over when I move. How does that come about? Um, I just got fed up of working with people. Um, so um, legit, um, I worked in an oh, office for five years and I absolutely hated it. And I was just, I said to my mum and dad, I was like, I want a job where I don't have to work with many people. And they were like, well, why don't you become a dog walker? And then that's that's how it started. And yeah, eight years later, I'm still doing it. You can't, eight years? Yeah. Oh, that, fair enough. Can't argue with you there. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with dogs. No, you no. You, you physically can't go wrong with dogs. Like, certain dogs, I like, say, pitbulls. Perfect example. They get a bad rap because of what, how they are used and how people bring them mm-hmm. up and what they use them for. But it's exactly like raising a child. If you raise a child to be a little brat, the child's going to be a little brat. If you it raise is, a dog it... to be an obedient, kind, and you nurture the dog, yeah, 
it will be nothing short of loving towards you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, 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 Ronnie is, our Ronnie is a patterdale. He's a patterdale yeah. terrorist, so he's a ratter. So when we go out, yeah. we need to we need to have on the lead, muzzled as much as we can because he's a ratter. So we love yeah. it's in his blood, it's in his nature. Oh, in your house. My lord, the softest little thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. It's a little softy. Yeah. Do you plan on getting a dog when you move? Uh, no, only because we don't really know of what hours we're both going to be working and if we're both re- like if we're both working wrestling and stuff, it's going to be difficult. We don't want to get a dog and just be half-assed with it. So Makes we're going to take my cat, Kevin. We're going to have Kevin with us um, and potentially another cat for him to so he's not on his own. Um, but yeah. Oh, he must have been, he must have known that you were talking about him. I love how he waits until this subject comes up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm sorry. Wait. I think so. I don't know what's caused that, but apparently he, he hears us talking about dogs. Oh, it might have been the funny yeah. brought up cats. <laughs> Maybe. I gotta say, though, the name Kevin for a cat is absolutely incredible. So it's actually Kevin after Kevin Davis, who used to play for Bolton Wanderers. Oh, dear me. I'm going to guess it wasn't you who named him. No, it was me. It was me. Was it you? Yeah, yeah. At one point, I was an avid Bolton fan, season ticket holder, everything. Um, And I particularly loved Kevin Davis. Um, He was captain at the time. Oh, well, we got like (laughs) 5,000 times and I could no longer pass for an under 17 ticket. So I wasn't paying for and just to be um, disappointed every Saturday afternoon. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm currently watching Chelsea week in, week out and getting the same results. So. Yeah, I'm being disappointed every single week. I was happy after yeah. the other day when we beat Morecambe, so that yeah. was great. That was that, yeah. So yeah, I uh, can't empathise after being a Chelsea fan, but mm-hmm. after the past month, I'm a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, I did not know you used to watch. Bolt. I didn't know you were a massive Bolton fan. Yeah, again, Jimmy. Um, and hanging about with him just sort of you know you do you sort of pick up on your friends likes and, and stuff and Very yeah true. It was, yeah so it's a great day out though football like, oh yeah, like yeah we see it on on air on the radio like football you do don't I, I don't ever want to go to a football match on my own I want to go with my friends or family it's yeah. a great day out Great, especially away days or cup games at Wembley. Uh, that's yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that show, that show, that football match I went to was the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea versus Southampton. We won. Right. It was a nice. massive surprise. No, I so, tell a lie. That wasn't. It was at the Etihad against City, and we lost. <laughs> I went. To, uh, so one of my favourite matches was um, it was a home match it was against Blackburn Rovers and we won 2-1 um, 
and it was a gorgeous sunny day. Like we went to the pub in the morning, like in, like before the match. Then we went to the um the match, and then we came back to the pub and we won. It was great, brilliant day. And then I also went to uh, Wembley when we were in the FA Cup semi final against Stoke. That's a while ago. It's time to waters. It was a while ago. Um, but everything was great. Like wonderful day. Sun was shining. We drove through like where Wembley was and all the Bolton fans were out and singing, blah, 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 blah. And then we got absolutely destroyed, 5-0. Um, and that was the longest drive home I've ever encountered. Yeah, I remember going to an FA Cup, FA Cup semi against um, Millwall, Wigan Millwall. Mm-hmm. They won. Mill, uh, Wigan won. Right. But... I was drunk for the... I, I got absolutely sloshed before the match. Brilliant. During the entire match, I was sat like that. Oh, my God. And when Wigan won, I just went... Ugh. Oh, wow. So when it came to the coach home from Wembley... Oh, no. Oh, we had someone on the coach screaming the entire time I ended up... I, I I was with my dad and all these mates, my brother, and I ended up just standing up and shouting at him to shut the fuck up, basically. Oh, wow. I think that was an actual quote. And I, now, I was young, young, young. So you'd think my dad would be like, hey, shut up, you know, I, which you think so. No, I think he even yeah. agreed with me. I think, that, I think yeah. that he was screaming the entire time in a mega boss or a coach. So you'd think like my dad would be like, right, Adam, shut up. No. I think they've broken even all of them. So no one said no one told me to be quiet. <laughs> so I think everyone agreed with me. They were just yeah. waiting for someone to say it. Yeah. And you were the one to be like, yeah, no, I was, you're, tipped. Yeah. I was over the edge. I, I was over the edge and I was suffering a very premature hangover. I, I, the yeah. high of the the alcohol was wearing, and I was not in a good way. <laughs> it was it was brutal. So I I understand yeah. about that ride home from Wembley. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brutal. So um, I've got one question, and I'm um, I see this a lot online. I see you okay. defending it a lot online, and I laugh each and every time you come up with another creative response. And it makes me laugh every time. But I've got a few questions about your OnlyFans because okay. I tell you, first of all, what was it that made you think, all right, I'll have a dab at that? Um, just that there's a market for it. You know, there's, as weird as it sounds, someone was on uh, like a Reddit site and they were asking if there was any like photos of certain wrestler girls on it. And my name had been brought up and I thought, right, well, if people are asking for it, then I could make a bit of money from it. <laughs> Supply and demand. And that's exactly what I did. And, and yeah, it's um, that's that's pretty much why I did it. And and it's it's it is very it it is very empowering as well. Like mm. you know, it, it does make you feel good that people do want to, you know, see extra photos and content and things like that. That you know, it's just it, yeah, it is. It's just um, yeah, it's it's 
it's a good confidence boost. Good, good. I mean, I, if you because I've got, I can't talk. I've honestly got no problem if it's absolutely your prerogative. Whatever you want to do, do it. Simple as that. But unfortunately, not everybody shares that point of view, and you do. I do see you get snide comments from people saying what I like to call bullshit, really. And mm. you get a lot of people it's showing objectification, objectifying you for setting yourself and this and that. And I don't get it because it's your prerogative. At the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's all to do with consent at the end of the day. I'm consenting what's happening. You know, no one else is um, making me do anything that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what's if people don't agree with it, then that's fine. You know, you, not everyone agrees with things. But at the end of the day, I, I don't agree with certain things, but I don't make a point of going out and attacking people who do it. Unless, exactly. unless it's bad, bad stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, if it's it's horrific, then, yeah, people deserve to be pointed out. But at this point, I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody in the process. No, you're not. Leave girls on. Leave boys who want to do OnlyFans alone. I agree. I absolutely agree. Because I do see that OnlyFans, it it gets a bad rap. It does get a bad rap. And I don't, Sometimes, yeah, and I, I don't personally understand that. I just thought I'd ask you about it, someone who's on OnlyFans, and can give an objective view. Because I, I, it, it's you're doing it yourself. You control. I've it. had, yeah, I, I've had more inappropriate comments and messages on Instagram and Twitter than I ever have on OnlyFans. You have. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. At the end of the day, people on OnlyFans, they're they're paying to have uh, this extra sort of platform to speak to you on. Mm. You know, so because the, the I don't know, but on Instagram and Twitter, anyone can log in and just go, "Oh, you're a whatever." So that's where I yeah, usually see it. Yeah, there is, is a lot. It, yeah. there, is, there is a, a form of respect on there as well. Like in my opening message to people, I literally say, "Don't be a dick. I don't do this. These are my rules. You know, please adhere to them. You know, sort of thing." Um, and generally, people do. But when it's wide open on a platform like Twitter or Instagram, and anyone can talk to you on there, that's when you get the dickheads. Yeah, that's where I see it. That's where I see mm. people commenting whatever they want to say, and you're not you're not hurting anybody. And you yeah. think the problem I see with it is they feel like they have a need to say something when they really don't. If 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 they don't want to see it, it's like something on TV. Just change the channel. Just scroll past. There you go. Exactly. You don't have to agree. Yeah. I'm not saying they have to agree. You don't. You, yeah. you don't have to agree with anything. But at the same time, if you don't, who cares? Move on. Yeah. 
It's not yeah, impacting exactly. your life whatsoever. It's not impacting your life no. whatsoever. It's the same yeah. as anything. So yeah. I'd, if you want to do it, if you want to sign up, go through it. That's great. If you don't, that's yeah. great. Move yeah, exactly. It, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and what they want to do. And, you know, just don't, don't be dicks. That's the whole point of, of yeah. you know, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no better way to put it. No better yeah. way to put it whatsoever. And um, I think that's a perfect segue for me to ask you if there's any social media you'd like to plug. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter um, and Instagram is uh, Lucy Ride or Die. And um, my OnlyFans is OnlyFans forward slash Ms. Lucy, which is M S L U C Y. There you go. Get following, get subscribing. <laughs> Lucy Oppershaw, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It thank has you been very a pleasure. Much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. And we'll get, get talking very soon. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I hope, I, I hope everyone enjoyed. So we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.